Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Let's continue the conversation I was having with DiPietro and Rothenberg. Guys, Giants GM Joe Shane was asked how open he is to a trade for some of his better players, uh, specifically Saquon Barkley. Listen to this. We're still working through that, but I, I, I mean, I'm open to everything. Like whether it's, you know, again, trading player for player, you know, I'll listen to anybody if it's, it's, it's trading, you know, a couple players. Um, you know, I'm not going to say the entire roster, you know, we're open for business on the entire roster, but if um, anybody's going to call and, and they're interested in any of our players, I'll, I'll certainly listen. Listen, so, I get okay. it. Wait All a right. minute. Wow. Two okay. weeks ago, I think that was about the, the math. He said he wanted to build around Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Now everything is open for business. So what does that mean? I mean, well, I mean like, I, first of all, Saquon's to the street. He just, he's listening. Doesn't mean he has to accept an offer, but nothing wrong with listening. But Saquon's I'm not listening been hurt a lot, for man. Jay Will. No, Jay Will is off the table. Yeah, but I mean, he's off the table. There's nothing to talk about. What if Jay is hurt most of his, you know, like he can't play? But if I. Well, I can't. Jay Will was off the table, then he was on the table. But I guess he was on the operating table, and then he was on the trade table. I guess a couple weeks ago, when he said he wanted to build around those two, and now we're at the combine, and he's saying everything is on the table and open for business. I'm trying to understand which one is it. Are you willing to build around him, or are you willing to trade him? If somebody is willing to give you a piece, well, he also said Daniel Jones is the Giants' quarterback right now. Listen to this. As I said in my introductory press conference, you know, I think Daniel's got size, he's got arm strength, he's athletic, he's a smart kid. Last week, you know, a lot of our families are out of town between the new coaching staff, and we got a pretty good morning workout crew, and, you know, it's 5.30, and Daniel Jones is in there working out, you know, getting it in. So um, I've been really impressed with the kid. Um, you know, again, he was drafted there for a reason. I'm looking forward to, to working with him. Why do we call grown men kid? It's a grown well, because man. when you're this age, they yeah, look like kids to you. No, you just say man. you. You typically athletes just like they say kid. I, I mean, it's just hey, kid, how you doing? Well, if you're if coach you're, speak, yeah, man. coach speak. That's if fine, you're in your twenties, you, to a person who's forty or fifty, it's like a kid. I, I, you, you can say, go to war. You're you're a grown ass man. I, I hear Stop. you, but I, I wouldn't. In, anyway, speaking of why, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, Jay it's a bad Hate. metaphor, but die Jay, on that hill. Jay Hate when somebody say kid or boy to him. He, yeah, it's okay, I, I, man. No, the, the latter it's, ain't okay. It's okay. Neither is okay. He's anyway. a good, you're a good kid. You're, you're a good kid, Jay. No, no, not that's Jay. Jay's point. 40, but if Jay was coming into the league, that's a good kid. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. I'm saying and by the way, Jay, Jay you will yeah, say you're hanging yeah. out with your boys. Not I'm hanging out with my men. I'm hanging out with yeah, my boys. I'm hanging out with my boys. <clears throat> Can we, all right. I didn't mean to take the conversation in this direction. All I'm saying is he's a grown man. Anyway, if you're the Giants, 
you can't afford to use any of your other picks on another quarterback. He's your quarterback. Just see. No, I, I would go sign Mitch Trubisky if I was Brian Dable and Joe Shane. Sure, but that's not using well, a that's pick. That's not using a pick. No, I know. Exactly I said, my point. No, I said I would just go sign Mitch yeah, Trubisky. I agree. With that. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, and go battle it out. Yeah, because I already know who's gonna win. Trubisky. Trubisky's gonna win. By the way, Trubisky. You know, as you get hundred percent, Trubisky's. Gonna as you win. get more information 100%. about somebody, your opinion can change. Trubisky, to me, looked bad when he was Chicago's quarterback until I realized how bad Chicago was when he was no longer on the team. Now I look back and go, oh, pardon me, Mitch Trubisky. You ain't Patrick Mahomes. You got blamed for that. And you got to think about when he got drafted and who he got taken over and how the success those guys had on top of the failures in Chicago. Chicago didn't have nobody. Really, Allen Robinson was playing good at the time, but they didn't have nothing on offense. Offense was horrible. I like, I like the idea of Trubisky to the Giants. You might yeah. find your franchise quarterback for peanuts. I'm telling you. I know what I'm watching. But, Keith, to go back to the original point, I'm okay with Joe Shane saying, hey, look, I'm, my phone's open. Like, no, I, I get it. I just like, was I, I, But he didn't specify who, right? He, I, don't, I, I didn't hear the question before. I don't know if it was specifically towards, you know, Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley, but if it was just a general question – he didn't, he didn't specify who. He just said, my, my lines are open. People want to make calls, make calls. I'll listen. But why would you get rid of him, Max, Saquon Barkley? Because you said you would trade him. I w- well, no, I wouldn't because no, I don't think that. I would get something equal in compensation. I think right oh, now. I'm sorry. Yeah, you said yeah. you would keep Saquon I would keep Barkley. him. In, like, if you offered me a first, I got to think about that very carefully and I'd probably take yeah, but it. But they're not going to know what's They're gonna not going to offer him a first. Saying, if they're going to offer you happen. a second, the question is, what's his replacement value at this point in his career? And I believe if he gets healthy, he can do things that no one else can do if he's 100%. That includes McCaffrey. He's like a bigger, stronger McCaffrey, yes, who's he, also not healthy. Yeah, He's like a bigger, stronger Kamara. He's different than everyone else in football, but he just can't stay on the field. How did he – I don't – it so, seemed like football was for the Giants for so long ago. How did he play last year? Saquon, not, when he was Not in. great. Not great, yeah, but he's just good, coming right? back off injury. And the, injuries, the line yeah. was the worst in the league. Yeah, he was getting hit in the backfield a lot. I don't know. I think because he's under contract, I need to run it back and see what he is. Me too. One more time. Too. They, by the way, you here's the main to. thing One about the time. Giants. Right now, they're not suddenly going to be great. So if you know that this season, what's the point in moving on from Daniel no, Jones? See, I disagree You're, with you on that one, though, Max. They could be okay. They might be okay. But they're not agree. And they they're got, not going they got, to be great. They we know got that some, already. They got some pieces. They can be okay. They got some pieces that could take. How many wins great. do you think they could have? Well, I need to see them first. But if I'm they just won talking, nine games, that'd paper. be a huge success. I'm just looking at it on paper in my mind of the pieces that they already kind of have in place. Can Darius, Tony? And- yeah, can can Brian Dable turn on the switch, fix the offensive line without worrying about your theories of nine picks, get them all offensive right. line. You don't need to do that because the system may dictate the offensive line becoming better based on blocking scheme, things of that nature. That just may be the also, case. Also, by the way, if you look around the league, guys, it's a very deep draft for offensive linemen. But if you look at interior offensive linemen this year, as most years, between 7 to $10 million a year, you got probably half a dozen dudes that would be fine on your old line yeah, that they, they could pick up. They just don't already, have the money. But they probably already got guys. You, okay, so oh, they're so bad, instance, Key. But that may be blocking scheme. Will Hernandez been around for how long now? He's only been around three years, man. Three mm, years. He came in the draft with Saquon. 
Three, okay, so four years. Four years? How long yeah, did it take? But he done been in three different nice. blocking schemes. Okay, that's fair. the best part That's about my whole all point. This. Will Hernandez didn't forget, Jay, how to play football last night. He, he just may, didn't. Maybe he never knew, though. College yeah, prospect. I don't know. He was in college. He I thought like I was happy when they picked him. The best part for the Giants is that they're in the NFC East. Yeah. I mean, there's – talk about room for improvement. You can make it in that division. But see, two teams came out the NFC East. The Philadelphia Eagles, Eagles and they're yeah. still growing yeah. and getting better with a quarterback with more Understood. experience. Last year was essentially his rookie year, led a team to the playoffs. And then the Dallas Cowboys that Max hates to, to this day, they were a team that caught fire and then take, slowed take, down. Take away the Cowboys. Who's the, who's the most talented team, talent-wise? Giants. And the MCs. I say the Giants. Giants. On offense, the Giants. I would say it's a toss-up. Between Philly and the Giants, and I'm and I, I slightly lean toward the Eagles. Yeah, a little bit, a little May bit. May I Why? point something out to? Okay, oh, well, they got a, a a big time receiver in Devontae Smith, <clears throat> big time receiver, a quarterback that's a dual threat that that certainly is continue to improve at a rapid rate. Um, they got a young coach who's who didn't do it before. A lot of question marks was on him. And he seemed to get it turned around and get it going in the right direction as the season wore on. So when you look at that, you say to yourself, they might be okay, man. I hear you. I'm just saying. Talent-wise, like, I, for me, I look at this team and I say, talent-wise, they should be the second-best team in the division. But you know why they're not? And I'm going to bring it back to the O-line. This is why I'm not – ten years they haven't fixed it. I want it fixed now. I want it fixed. And Philly O-line good, too. Yeah, this is what I want to say. The Cowboys spent – Four out of five years, their first-round pick on offensive linemen. That's how they built the thing like eight years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Zach Martin, this one and that one. Every year, four out of five, they spent their first-round pick. That's putting your money where your mouth is. Eagles, key. They got Stroud as the offensive line coach. They got, they got Lane Johnson, and they got Kelsey, and, they, and, and Mylotta now, right, to replace Peters. They have an excellent offensive line. Isn't it interesting how the two teams that invested in their old line and got the best line play are the two teams that have a chance to make the playoffs, with or without talent. That's that's why I'm saying Giants fans have waited too long. It's ten years. I'm sick of half stepping. But look how long I it want, took the Cowboys to build that line. Like that line. Do you want to wait six years? No, you ain't got to wait that long because they got a left tackle. They kept trying to draft guys. They weren't hitting. They got they, they got a left tackle now in Thomas. He's good. Yeah. You can pick up a, an, a, an interior lineman in free agency. You draft and they two. May, and they may do that. They may pick up a, a lineman or two in free agency. Matches. Norwell or someone like that. But what I was saying to you, you got to let the scheme get into place first. You, all it's, right. a, it's all about the scheme and the coaching before you start just drafting dudes. <laughs> I'm drafting everybody in sight. Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. So speaking of uh, offensive lines and the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys coach, Mike McCarthy, guys, said Dak Prescott had surgery on his left shoulder. Of course, his non-throwing shoulder last week, but it will not have an impact on Dak's ability for offseason or availability for the offseason program. Coach said the non-throwing shoulder injury was an irritant to Prescott as the season progressed, but he didn't think that it had an impact on the quarterback's play last season. Here is the Dallas Cowboys head coach. 
Dak has, has, has done a good job of you know getting away and you know processing it. You know, but he's he's back at it. You know, he's he's been in the building. Actually, he was one of uh, was I think we had uh, one of eight players that had uh, postseason surgery, so he, you know, he had to clean up of his left shoulder. So it's something that needed to be done. So he's rehabbing that, but he's you know he's starting his process to to get back into it. Um, if you you know if you walk in our facility today, you know you'll probably see twenty twenty five players already there working out. So I mean it's um, you know we have a great bunch of guys um, love the, you know love the locker room. So. I, I think as guys start to come back, you know, into the fold, you know, you can see the commitment that they have. Yeah, I, I it's just not throwing shoulders. So a little cleanup, a little vacuum cleaner, right? Get in there and clean up the little particles that's loose in there. It's nothing, nothing major to a non-throwing shoulder. Something Harry Douglas brought up on this Justin. Have you heard of this Justin? Yeah, Harry, the host, host is a great host show. and he has great a beard show. and gray hair and he's yeah. – Handsome, and, and he, he looks like Aaron Rodgers, and he looks yeah. like yeah. an Aaron Rodgers clone, Handsome and he great. does boxing, and he used to yeah. work with Larry Murcher and all the deal. Yeah, yeah correct. Merchant, correct. Yeah, yeah, you know the show, Larry Murchant. This just in two p.m. Eastern, yeah. ESPN. Merchant, Merchant. Merchant. What is so, it? Merchant or Merchant? Merchant. Oh, Merchant. Yeah, yeah. Larry Merchant. But I worked Thanks with Jim a lot Lampley, for correcting actually. me. Yeah. Okay, but, you work with Lampley. Yeah, Mer- I replaced Merchant. We both worked with Lampley. Yeah, that was awkward. Why? No, I'm just so. I'm joking. Bad joke. So here's the thing, Harry Douglas on that terrific show. This just in two p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Said yesterday, Key, mm-hmm. that you know you noticed in the second half, Dak Prescott's play fell off, right? And here's the thing, and this is something that I pay attention to: Kyler Murray, who we discussed at length earlier in the show, two seasons in a row, guys, he was undefeated for a huge chunk of the season. Then he started getting nicked up, and it wasn't the same. <laughs> two years ago, it was the non-throwing shoulder, the left shoulder, and what that led to was the team thinking, let's not run him as much, right? Let's protect him a little more. And then they fell apart offensively. So you say, ah, it's just like a little cleanup on Dak's shoulder. They called it an irritant. It was enough to go under the knife, right? How much might that have affected Dak's play in the second half? I think, and, and I think what affected his play in the second half is they stopped running the football. Including with him? Yeah, they stopped running. Okay, but maybe that's why you want to protect that shoulder. You're not going to run it. You're not throwing no, shoulders. They stopped running the football with the running backs. I'm saying, yeah, but oh, okay. With an offense, but, so you're trying to have him forcing him to be a guy that's throwing the ball 40 times a game. You and it's it, not it, him. It's not. That's not his deal. It's not Why his deal. isn't that? He's paid like it's his deal. Yeah and no. Yes and no. He's paid for a lot of leadership. He's paid for his legs along with his arm and to make those handful of throws that you expect for him to make. You know who's going to be paid like that on 50 times a game? Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert. Justin Herbert will be Who can paid. also run, by the way. They're going to pay him for 50 times a game. Right. They want him to do that. Well, how much, how much of that is the cumulative effect, right? Like, so I, as an athlete, I don't really look at it as a scope as really, even though it's invasive, I'm like, yeah, okay. nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's a scope. Like, I've had a scope on my knee twice. Like, all right, you can still allow to go out and do things. But – also, the compound fracture he had in his ankle. Like, I think it was a cumulative effect of all those things. That, that's what makes you start to think about it. He was remarkably he could, durable early in his play, career. He could play a lot better than he did the second half of the season last year. There's no question about it. He could play a lot better. Yep. And he would be the first to tell you that. Uh, but the team could play <laughs> a lot better. That's why they got bounced in the first round. You can play a lot Plus, there's something to be said about me coming off a compound fracture and a dislocated ankle your first year back off of that thing. You have other little 
nicks and knacks. Like, there is something to be said about settling into. You can't just come back and be Superman what he was before. Who is under more pressure this season? Dak or Coach? Or McCarthy. Who's under more pressure? Well, it's Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. It's not even a question. I got a dude standing over my damn shoulder. And chilling. Dak, and Dak got the bag. Yes. Yeah, I got a dude, better yet, I got a dude standing over my shoulder. And also, I got two dudes, one standing over my other shoulder and another dude over my head. You, you see what I'm you saying? You either win the Super Bowl or you're out. Yeah. You know? I got a dude faking like he want to do television. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's eyeing and breaking down all my film. Or at least get to the <laughs> NFC Championship, right? There's no doubt. NFC I agree with you guys. Or Sean act like he really want to do TV. McCarthy. Break it down the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> McCarthy is, yeah, of course, Peyton's gone. McCarthy is under more pressure than Dak. We're 100%, yeah, obviously. For sure. But let me tell you about this pressure for Dak, though, guys. Because everyone likes the cut of his jib since his first preseason game with the Cowboys. I like the way this guy carries himself. He played. Look at him. He has an arm. He can run. He can do all these things. He's a leader. You know, the second team plays better when Dak, every, he elevates everybody. All, all those things. He represents the franchise. You want him to be great. He may just be very good, but we want him to be great. So well, you we paid him to be great. We paid him. Well, they you, paid him to be great. But guys, he got paid what the market dictated. He got paid. Right. Okay. Yeah, because you anticipated forecast. Well, I used the word forecast to be great. That's why you paid. Him. But okay. But but yes. without getting bogged down in that, right? <clears throat> whatever it is. But he's, he's still making that. He's still making yeah, great money. Understand. Okay. So really great money. So <laughs> we're looking for fall guys, scapegoats who aren't Dak. And it was obviously Jason Garrett. He was no good. Get rid of Garrett. Oh, you know what? It's the defense. But now they got pieces on the defense. Oh, you know what? It's just, at a certain point, guys, they're going to run. Dak is going to run out of excuses, or well, we're going to run out 20, of excuses but for him. that's 2022. So it's, as I told you right. when you first joined this show, as you was kicking Dak left and right, I said I you got to give him a year after this new contract before that pot of hot water starts to boil over. Because like you said, you're getting ready to run out. You can't. At some point, man, you got to take it and you got to put the mirror in front of you. Yeah. Because it can't always be. I don't think he's pointing fingers. I think we're doing it for him. No, I understand that. But I'm saying at some point you have to put the mirror in front of you and say, well, you know what, man? It may not be the coach. It may not be the Zeke. It may not be. I'm getting this money. I got to step up because they're getting ready to pounce on me if I don't. You see what I'm saying? I do. When I hear Jay, guys, certain guys say, he's not really paid to drop back 50 times. I hear that, and you don't have to do that to be an excellent quarterback or win a championship or multiple championships. But when I think of the elite of the elite, when I think of the dudes that I call the top tier, I think of guys who can easily drop back 50 times if you need them to. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. By the way, I think Joe Burrow can do that. I think Justin Herbert can do that. Those guys are the guys I'm like, those are dudes I want. The, the difference a year makes, too. Think about that last play he had against the 49ers where we all got on the coaching staff for the play call, right? But, like, if, if you're really thinking about it, I mean, who's in control? Like, who can change the play yeah. at the line of scrimmage? Yeah. Right? So, like, so, like, oh, get down. Like, that's a situation where, as, as a point guard, I know for me, as much as I could let the media take blame on the coach, I know that I'm the one in the game. It's my job to manage the clock as well, and there's similarities between a point guard and the quarterback position, right? So that's where I think the pressure starts to go more on Dak next year. If that were to happen, yeah. that's going on Dak, you, not you, the coaching staff. You know, in sports, right, no matter what the case is, he's going to step up and he's going to hit a jack out the 450, no matter what the case is. On the moment. I know 
Bam, he's got it. In basketball, I'm gonna get. I'm cool. Everybody else, just he got this man. He gonna Kobe. Boom, he gonna do it. There are certain players in football. Dak needs to be that guy mm-hmm. that, like Jay is saying, even though I slid at the wrong time, I need to figure out how to get it done. I remember part, and I always hate to re- go back to Parcells, but I remember Parcells had told me it always sticks with me in my mind. He, I remember, I vividly remember the game. He said, he was standing on the sideline, he goes, that blankety blank blank is really good. Oh, he can play. But nothing ever happens good for him at the right time. And just when he said it, <laughs> dude threw a pick. And he walked back down to me and he said, I told you. That's where Dak is at. Things need to happen for him how does right he make time. okay? That's super interesting. You gotta how do you make do that? Right. How do you make it happen? Because when people out there are thinking, ah, athletes and coaches who are watching very closely and experiencing this are noticing something about someone's personality where by hook or by crook, in the moment, they will figure it out. That things can go wrong, but it doesn't mean it falls apart. What is that thing? It just it's just you take it and grab it at the moment and you just do it. You know how somebody- can you learn it? You just do. It's just in you. It's like a, you will yourself to be. But able I'm to saying, do that. if you haven't done it yet enough, Michael Jordan, for instance, is that something you? It can just aqu- happens for Michael Jordan. So is that a quality that you can work on, or if an athlete doesn't have it, you just move on because they ain't got it. You you, you move on because they just don't have Woo, it. it. That's what clicks. I mean. There's the Dak pressure. It, it clicks for you, and at every moment you're able to do it. I think Dak's got it. I think you know? he's got it. But, Key, that's the pressure this this year and next year for him. Yeah, no, this this year coming up in 2022 season is a lot of pressure. If he doesn't excel to another level, you know another guy who had it but has since lost it in the postseason only is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers lost it in the postseason only. Regular season, yeah. Postseason, it's like, Nothing is going right for him when they but need isn't it to. That on a, on, it's on the player, not it's the on, circumstance. It's on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Like you say, that last play, Matt LaFleur, blah, blah, blah. If Aaron Rodgers just runs it in instead of throwing it, we're not even having that conversation about, well, Matt LaFleur would have gave him a chance to kick the field goal, blah, blah, blah. Or last year getting bounced out of the first round. If Aaron Rodgers just for some reason wills his team to victory despite what the San Francisco 49ers are doing. He finds a way Jay, to what I win. Love about Joe this, Montana found a way what to What I love win. about this is this, a moment, like this conversation illuminates something for me, which is if you were watching closely. Eli Manning found a found way a, to win no matter what well, you said you about it. If you were watching the careers closely, and Jeter was in the news recently, of Derek Jeter, Alex Rodriguez, and Nomar Garciaparra. If you look at the numbers, Jeter is third on that list. It's A-Rod, Garcia, Parra, Jeter. You could even throw Tejada in there. Shortstops back yeah, in the Yeah, shortstops. But if you watched all those dudes play, it's clearly Jeter won. And then A-Rod or Garcia, Parra. T- A-Rod, you know. Oh, A-Rod moved the third. Yeah, he made, yeah, he yeah. moved, but he was a yeah. shortstop. Yeah. So there's something about certain dudes where it seems like events conspire against them. Carson Wentz. That, in fact, they have to take responsibility yeah. for and figure it out. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. How does Major League Baseball fix all its issues? That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? 
You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Your smart speakers say play ESPN. Download the podcast. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And Doug Glanville, ESPN Major League Baseball analyst, joins us now. Doug, I'm glad to have you on because, as is the case with many players, especially with labor backgrounds, right? You don't fall for the okie doke. What's 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 your thoughts yeah. on the MLBPA and owners not coming up with a deal? Well, plagued you know plagued by that history, and um, you know when you go back to when Marvin Miller was heading up the union, really the the starting point where they were able to claw into sort of memorialize, I should say, these practices of where the money was going to come from, the arbitration, free agency, all these things that developed, and they had a lot of victories early on. But now, you know, you look at the revenue the pool and you think about the players having a declining number in that category. Over the last few years, their share of that pool has gone down and at least stabilized to the point where it's below historic levels. So you think about the fact that their pool is now, in their mind, shrinking and the, the owners want to make sure that they hold on to that. And when you think about thresholds and taxes to kind of prevent big spenders and you're putting these tax rates or you're creating thresholds that discourage owners from spending more, then you run into a, a challenge that the, the players association are going to be very upset about. And that is, it seems like it's acting like a cap. So you combine these with, you know, questions around the game, recovering from a pandemic and all the elements economically, you have this collision that really goes back to where they began. Do you know what really bothers me, Doug, about the way Manfred, the commissioner, phrases this stuff and the way the owners do? It leads me to one of two conclusions. Either that they are have extremely low intelligence or that they're lying to me, right? Uh, or that they think that I am very dumb as a fan, right? Because here's the thing, Doug. I'll solve their issue right now. It, it, it has zero, not even a little bit, to do with competitive balance. Not at all. Zero. Zero percent to do with it. If it had anything to do with competitive balance, Doug, fine, keep the tax the way it is. That money goes to the small markets, but they are forced to spend it on players, right? So when they get up there and say it's about it, they're lying. They are t- saying something they know not to be true, but pretending it is true. That What else could it be? 
Well, there's, there's two ways to look at it. There's a public face, and then there's the private face. And if you go back to when Don Fear was the executive director of the Players Association during my day, he knew he wasn't going to win the sort of media battle. He wasn't going to go out there and outmaneuver it publicly. So he focused on the, the conversations privately. And so those conversations often are a little bit different than how they're presenting it, especially if you want to ca- characterize the sort of opponent in this negotiation a certain way. And, and look, the, you know, when you think about how they locked themselves into a room for seven days, why didn't they do that earlier, right? These are fair questions. You can get it done. But ultimately, when you go back in time, and I go back to my history point, you have to look at pressure has always been a driver. As Gene Orza used to you know, head up on the part, uh, leadership in the Players Association, used to say it's an exercise in authenticity. You want to find out, you're going to find out when pressure ratchets it up, like deadlines and dates and missing games, what is actually important. And it seems like the owners sort of said, here's the pool, we want to keep it this way. That's it. You can divide it however way you want. You want this, you want that, but that, this is sort of the number. And now they're just, it's a test. Like, okay, how far are you willing to go? Because you, know, you start missing paychecks. Because when you talk about labor peace, all these years where they didn't have anything in terms of a strike from the player side, well, the owners have kind of economically come out on top over that period overall. Now, the players have made gains in quality of life and other aspects, but those trading off things that are more quality of life against economic things puts the advantage, at least economically, in who wants the money most, who wants to actually uh, get the bigger share of the pool. And, and that's where you run into the collision, whether it's seven inning games or DHs, all these things, they're not d- direct value to that. And, and you could tell what Tony Clark talked about this at the end. He's like, why are you raising these issues now at the end as if they're negotiating chips against competitive back uh, tax thresholds and things like that? You're not talking the same language. So it's a test. And look, the players have to decide, like, what is that, what is that thing that you're really authentic about that you're willing to say? I know the public opinion may be horrible, but we're going to stay and fight this until they actually come to some part in the middle. Doug Glanville, ESPN Major League Baseball Analyst here on ESPN, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Doug, as we're now in March, right, and you mentioned they should have been having these conversations so long ago, do you think a deal will get done? And I'm going to time it and say within the next couple of weeks. Wow. You know, I, I don't know because when you look at it, it could go a lot of different ways. It all depends on this period in between where they're resetting over the seven days and say, okay, well, let's regroup. Now, why I say that? Well, if I go back in time, 94, we lost a World Series, a whole World Series. And I was on the major league roster. I wasn't in the big leagues yet, but I was part of the, the strike class. So I came into spring training, and we didn't settle until, you know, we played games like in May or something. So it is, there's a history to say this could go on a long time, uh, and, and it depends on how far they want to go with this. But – the, the, the issue is if, they're, if the owners are going to stay firm, like here's, my, here's our best offer, is that the best offer permanently or at the moment? And the only way I think they move is if the players are like, okay, you want to miss games? Let's just keep missing games until you actually move off of that. And, and that's where you're going to see who blinks. And I don't know. I, I, I think the players' resolve are strong. You go back to my day, there wasn't exactly – like you have a bunch of all-star mega – big contract guys on the, on the front of this, you know, Max Scherzer, Garrett Cole, they're out there showing their faces. That's, that's a little different than even when we were 94, 95, I pushed to 2002. So you have star players out front 
and who are you know economically going to lose the most by these games being missed. So, you know, you, you have to recognize when you have star players out front and they're fighting for young players to make more money, you, you've had, you, you see some solidarity that I didn't see necessarily in, in 02. Well, he went to UPenn and hit 325 one year with 34 stolen bases, only two caughts, played center field, and he broke it down for you here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the great Doug Glanville, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN Major League Baseball analyst. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate it. Okay, guys. Thank you. Jerry Glanville's cousin. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Does Key believe that Baker Mayfield can lead the Browns to a Super Bowl? Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Browns GM Andrew Berry said, we've seen Baker Mayfield play at, at playoff caliber level before. And Barry doesn't think there's any reason to think that Baker can't return to that next season. Andrew Berry, Browns GM, said injuries played a part last season in Baker's bad season, but it really, we got to ask the question, can Baker Mayfield lead the Browns to a Super Bowl, or maybe I should rephrase, can Baker Mayfield be a part of a, of a Super Bowl team in Cleveland where he is the starting quarterback, right, whether or not he leads them there? Yeah, I think he can be. He certainly can be a significant part. If you look at Baker Mayfield last year, he was banged up, injured a little bit. Didn't play all that well when he was healthy. But I think second year, third year now in the system, second year was his last year with Kevin Stefanski. They've got some terrific players in Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. they got a defense uh, that's pretty lights out. they got to get the secondary kind of buckled down. They may need a one or two pieces on the offensive side at the skill positions because they're going to lose Landry. OBJ just won a Super Bowl with the Rams. You have Higgins. And, and Peoples-Jones, but they're both still kind of young, so you might want to sort off some sort of veteran. But I think he can I think he can be a part of a team that could contend for a Super Bowl title. I, I think he's good enough. When you say contend, you're not saying rule out that he wins it, but only one Super Bowl a year. The odds are against anyone winning it in a given year or a given five years even, just, so that he could be in the mix every or, or certain years to win it, you're it's saying. Just like you, it's just like – Mac Jones. Can Mac Jones 
be a part of the New England Patriots getting to the Super Bowl? Yes. Is Mac Jones going to lead? No. No. And I don't think that's the same thing for Baker Mayfield. I think it's all situational, circumstances surrounding him. And if they do what they're supposed to do, he will look different than he looked last year. So I I, I get it. I hear what you're saying. Baker Mayfield could be part of a Super Bowl, or as we like to call it, a world championship. We're calling everything world championships now, right, Keith? A uh, title, world, world I think it's safe to say no football team in the world can beat the Super Bowl champion. You know, if they if they beat the NFL, world champion, fine. ain't Whatever, no one in Australia whose team is thrown together is going to beat back. the Super Bowl champs. Yeah. Do, the, the, the question I have for you both, though, because I find myself really wondering about this, is Max, and I'll start with you, and then obviously Key's the expert here. Do you trust Baker Mayfield in a game-winning situation? I do. I do. I have to say, like you, Jay, who you said you're high on Baker, like his like swag, his moxie. I feel like, and I saw it with in that game against Lamar when Lamar came out of the bathroom. Remember <laughs> toward the end of the game and, and hit the, and, and drew him before Lamar Lamar's heroics. Baker drove him right down the field and scored. And there are certain moments that I've seen like that from Baker in his career. I go game on the line. He's, in other words. Kirk Cousins, that's why I like Baker more than Cousins as opposed to you guys. Cousins, most of the time, I feel like what Key said earlier, nothing good ever happens for him (laughs) under pressure. Nothing good ever happens for him. But I don't feel that way about Baker. I feel like Baker can come through. Jay, you don't feel like that? Key, do you feel like that? I I haven't seen enough come through moments from Baker, Mm. but I don't feel like he can't in certain situations. See, y'all look at it a little bit different than me in terms of just take it from a basketball standpoint, you take it from a boxing standpoint of what I'm about to say. If I use Baker Mayfield and he's having a game in three and a half quarters and he's 13 of 19 for a buck 22 in a tip pick for a touchdown and a one-yard plunge for a touchdown. Did you and win that, or lose? No, we're winning. Okay. And now, all of a sudden, we're losing. But I need this drive on the final drive. To get the field goal range. To get the field goal range to win the game. I think he's capable of doing that. Where somebody like a Jared Goff, who took a team to a Super Bowl, you look at him, you say. He doesn't inspire confidence. They backed up to the 10. Ain't no way in the world we getting ready to get to midfield. I don't look and at I Baker feel like, like in that. those moments, Carson Wentz won't get it done. There's some guys I feel like, and maybe it's my own personal nonsense, right? That you, I'm just assigning to guys, but, but he gives me the feeling like he could do it. But I'm Baker. not looking for Baker Mayfield to, to be. do that. No, I am. No, I'm. But I'm not to, looking for him, Jay, to go for to four be, touchdowns. I'm yeah. not looking yeah. for him so, to be 29 of 32 for 388. No touchdowns and three touchdowns in the air. No I mean, no picks and three touchdowns in the air. I don't want him doing that. So I think that's where the confusion happens for a lot of people, though, because expectation-wise for the money that you think he wants, like he should be a guy that can save your team when you're going through attrition. I do believe that Baker has a clutch gene down the stretch. Just <laughs> but seeing that's his the swagger. clutch gene and what I'm talking about. I agree. But the problem is I think when you start going through 
losing Nick Chubb or having issues with Kareem Hunt in the run game, all of a sudden now you're expecting Baker to do Let more. Let me ask you a question, Jay. him. I, I, I understand that. Jay, I have a question I, for you based on yes. what you said earlier, okay? Because we were saying earlier, Key was saying. that's what you want from your quarterback to save you in those type of situations that I don't he, know Baker can do that's that. That's not him, though. I hear you, but that's where people start down, getting down on him because he kind of projects you, that swagger and that gotta, image. You know what I mean? You have to know as an organization that that's not that guy. Fair. So you need to build around what he is. is. But you see, what Jay's saying is it's harder to build if you give him all the money. But, yes. but what I'm saying but is no, this, Jay. No one's saying he got to get I agree. all the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. That's not why wasn't the question, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So, Jay, you said earlier when Q was like, hey, they gave Dak the bag, you're like, yeah, but that was market. Whoever's up next gets it. So, this, this, so let me ask this question. <laughs> How many quarterbacks can – you drop back 50 times and win. How many quarterbacks can lead you to it? Because according to Yuki, not even Matt Stafford, who's real, real good. Matt Stafford, you don't want dropping back 50 times, How right? How many balls did the, team, the other team drop? Derek, Car- Derek Carr's real good. You don't want Derek Carr dropping back 50 times, do you? It depends. No, I don't. Okay. okay. Russell Wilson's good. Do you want Russell Wilson no, dropping back 50 I times? I don't mind Russell As much. Wilson doing that. What you're oh, doing right you now, killed, I don't you mind. You killed Russ doing that, though. No, no, no. No, no he I, doesn't. I, did, I didn't kill him He doesn't that. prefer it. What I said, it. I don't prefer yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. How That's you fair. win with Russ is the way they but what run you're doing, the Keith, Super Bowls. What you're doing right now is creating a hierarchy Market. of quarterbacks yes. that we all agree with. Like, like, like the dudes that you really, really want on your team are the dudes who can do everything. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, only, Tom Brady. There's only a handful of right. Five of those guys, and one of them is ineligible right now. First bucket. First bucket. Let's get rid of those guys. There are only so many to go around. Is Baker in the next bucket? He's at the back end of that bucket. He's at the back end of the bucket. You know how the bucket might have a little slight hole around the rim? <laughs> yeah. He's in there with his fingers kind of hanging and feet dangling. I totally agree, Jay. Do you agree with you know, that? I do. I, I'm with you guys. I just wonder, how, would he be in the middle of that bucket if he were healthy? Yeah, he'd, but, be, in the, he'd be right there in that And little, that's the question, though, Matt. We once man. again ask this question about certain guys, like if – like that, that if but he he's was small and he's not that's fast. That's what I'm saying. So, so he may not he stay healthy. We have issues with Kyler Murray being healthy. Clear. What do you think we're not going to have issues with Baker Mayfield? Clear, 100%. clear he's not fast. Did you see the Oklahoma video being chased by the police? <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> he got tackled by a cop. <laughs> What's wrong with you? It's the truth. <laughs> he tried to run and got tackled. Uh, Cop played high school football. You know what I'm saying? Should have brought, should have brought Why one quarterback hood, might man. be demanding a trade. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.